Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You listen to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris. On Kingdom Empower Incorporated, we're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host, Dancia J. Morris. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority Broadcast. I'm your host, Reverend Dansky Jones-Morris, and I'm excited for you to be here with me on this wonderful, wonderful fall evening. I hope you know this is the day that the Lord has made, and we all should rejoice and be glad in it. It is a time of thanksgiving. I love this time of the year to be grateful, to show our gratitude, to show that we love one another, to show our thanks to God. I love this time of the year. So I thank you today for joining me each and every time on the Kingdom Authority broadcast. Listen, on tonight, we got a good one for you. You have me, um, D. Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, and tonight we're going to talk about a lesson from Satan. Do you really trust God? Listen, I I was floored by this one, so I hope this helps you to operate with authority in your territory. I hope this is something that will impact you in such a way that you want to take charge in your life in the sense of trusting God. So I want to jump right into this today. But I want to pray first, and I want to pray um, to, to set the stage for this particular passage of Scripture. Father, we thank you. We do indeed bless you. We say hallelujah to your name. Nobody greater than you. Nobody greater than you. And we extol you, Father. We exalt you. We lift you high. Only you have the glory. Only you have the glory, Father. Glory and honor belongs to you, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you that you are Elohim, Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah, Yahweh. You are God. You're Jesus. You are Lord. You're Savior. You're our Redeemer. You're our Deliverer. Thank you for being strength and mercy and power. Thank you, O God, that we can call on you in the time of trouble, and you He will hear us. You hide us, God, and we're grateful. 
You keep us, God, and we're grateful. You watch over us, God, and we delight in you, Father. We thank you for who you are and for no, really no other reason but for who you are. And so, God, because you're all of these things and more, we want to trust you, God. Help us, Father, in our unbelief, in our doubtful state. Father, help us when we can't push past what we think. Help us, God, when we don't go for what you know. Father, help us, oh God, to see you in the way that we need to see you. Help us, Father, assist us, God, and to the point that sometimes thrust us into truthfulness with you in trusting you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Listen, I just want to get straight to this because this has been something that has been testing me for the past few days and weeks and probably for the past few weeks, almost into the last few months. And so I want to go here quickly and swiftly, and we're going to Job 1, Job 1, um, and if you can get there to Job 1, that would be great. I am going to be reading for the King James Version, and I will start at um, verse 6. I want you to know this stems from me um, writing some things about praise and looking at Abraham a whole different way and his, and his sacrifice, his giving up of his only son, his promise. And thus, it caused me to to go to this scripture, and as unorthodox as it may seem, it seemed to tie in for me in the level of trust that stemmed all the way from the beginning um, of every of every being. You know, whether we understand it or believe it or not, we can learn from every situation. That's how great God is. And so I want to dive into this, and I pray you get the lesson. And it's amazing <clears throat> that we can learn this lesson. You know, what I found out is that we can learn things in good situations and in bad situations from good people and from bad people. There's always a lesson because God is ultimately in control. And so I, I want to ask you, you think you really trust God? Really? And I want to ask you some questions. Because if you can say that you trust him, then I will tell you the answers to these questions should be the same. Do you say yes every time God says go? Are you willing to sacrifice your desires and your wants by doing what he says? Can you say yes to God when the world says no? And can you say yes to God when your family says no? Are you willing to leave him or maybe her if he says to, if God says to? Are you willing to sacrifice what God has promised you if he says to let it go? Do you love your enemies and do you forgive every time 
she does the same thing over and over again or he does the same thing over and over again? Do you have mercy when you know they know better? Can you go even though you know it'll cost you your comfortable living? Yay. Do you really tell the world about Jesus? Do you show the love of Jesus? I mean, like Jesus, and, and you know he died for us, so um, do you really love like Jesus? Do you show his love? These, these are really questions that I asked myself after reading Job 1, and it became real to me that I really only trust God in certain situations, which means really it means that I don't really trust him fully. Because trust is not supposed to be a partial thing. It's a fully committed decision, a fully committed act that says I'm all in. And so I had to question myself, am I really all in? You can ask yourself, am I really all in? So I began reading, we'll read from Job, the first chapter. I'm reading from the New King James Version, sixth verse. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and then walking back and forth. Then the Lord said to Satan, it's funny because God engages Satan, even even God engages Satan. (laughs) Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job listen to this? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? He answers God with a question. And he says, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. Listen to these words. Behold, all that he has is in your power. Here's, let's go back to Satan, what he says in verse 11. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Satan replies, behold, And and the Lord says to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And if you read the rest of Job, you'll understand what happens to Job and what Satan Satan, um, has done with his possessions and, and, and so forth. And so when I read that, I was reminded of the game of poker when a person who feels they can win the hand or better yet can win the game by being truthful or or maybe they're bluffing their opponent and they say, I'm all in. 
So that all in simply means that they're not holding anything back, and everything they have is on the table, and it's up for grabs for anyone. That's how much trust they're putting in their hand. I want you to listen to the words I'm saying, but I want you to hear this. They're putting it all up for grabs based on what is in their hands based is what is in their hands, and they call in poker a hand. But nine times out of ten, not everyone, but a lot of people, it's in, it's in their hands. Poker is a game of gambling, but, but once I thought about it, um, poker is a game of gambling, but life with God is not a gamble. It's not a risk. It's, it's, it's definitely a sure thing, but we just don't know the outcome. And I really want us to think about this because in poker you have at least two players and each person has the option to choose a card or not to decide on what they're going to play in order to win. They have to make make decisions in this game in order to decide that they have the possibility to win. This is this was so profound to me. And I hope I hope it comes across the way I'm 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 hearing this. And so I want you to listen to this, but it's in their hand. And and what they have is up for grabs for the other person. Listen to me on this. It's all in their hands. But what they have is up for grabs for the other player. It's a gamble. Because at any point in time, we can deceive or be deceived, and it's based on intuition and most often experience or strategy, but it's still a game of gambling. There's still a possibility of losing. Why? Because we really don't know the outcome. Follow me on this. In Christ, first of all, it's not even in our hands. No. Our life really isn't even in our hands. This, this, what people call the game of life, this journey is really not even in our hands. Do we have to make decisions at times? Absolutely. But our life really is in his hand. And what a concept that was for me. Our, our very existence and our surroundings and everything that we do is really in just his hand, singular, not, not plural, And since he is the Alpha and Omega, which is the beginning and the end, he has control over everything from the beginning throughout and until the end, the all-knowing, all-sufficient God has us in his hand, and he knows the outcome. We're trying to trust God here, let me tell you. So he's not guessing. He doesn't have to calculate. He doesn't even have to think about it. It's already a sealed deal. That's not much of a gamble to me. So I began to think about this and wonder what will it take for me to trust God. And so I asked myself these questions again just the other day. Do I love my enemies? And I'm going to tell you my answer is sometimes. Can I be real? Do I forgive her or him every time they do something over, over, and again? The same thing. I ain't talking about something different. The same thing. But y'all, y'all, y'all know that's probably a no. 
Do I have mercy when I know they know better? Can I go even though I know it'll cost my comfortable living arrangements? Do I really tell the world about Jesus? Do I show the love of Jesus? I mean, like Jesus, and, and you know he died for me. I had to ask myself this, and it's interesting that from the scripture, Satan demonstrates that he trusts God. I, I didn't say that he obeys God, but he trusts him enough to go to him amongst the meeting of the sons of God. That, that's a whole other discussion about him not obeying. Because he actually went before God amongst these sons at a regular meeting that the sons had with Father God. That's, that's pretty bold. He knew that he wanted Job, but also knew the favor God had upon Job's life, and he couldn't undo what God did or does, at least not without God's permission. He has enough sense to know if God has his hand on it, then there's nothing that my power can do anything with until he releases his hand. Let, let, let me help you understand. Oh, God. He, he, this is so powerful to me. He knew that he wanted Job, but he knew that he couldn't get to Job, couldn't undo what God had his hand on. And so he literally entertains God with a question. Does Job fear God for nothing? That means, um, of course, he serves you. He has good reason. You take care of all his needs, God. Of course he's going to serve you. He literally, but, but listen, not he didn't do it forthright. He literally asked God for permission to get to one of God's children, his chosen, the one he had favor upon, the one he always walked. He even, he even said he was upright. Why? Because he was looking for someone that had something. Satan was looking for someone that had something. Let, let me say that. He, Satan had something to prove, so he wanted the one who had something from God. He's not just looking for just anybody, because he, he probably already has just anybody. He wanted someone that had something that he, Satan, no longer had. Isn't that interesting? He was looking for someone that even God said was upright. Even Satan trusts God because he knows that God has the supreme power. So what does trust mean? It just means a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, and the ability or strength of someone or something. What, what does trust mean? You have a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, or strength of someone or something. Let me tell you, that alone got me. Who in the world was like this? Because you have to understand, Satan was at a setting of the, with the sons of God. Here were the angels probably surrounding, and the all-sufficient God is there with all his power, and he's looking for someone, and God suggests, Job to him, he says, oh, but of course he's going to serve you, but you won't lift his, your hand. But if you do, this is what's going to happen. He says, he says, oh, if you don't lift it, even Satan understands, if you don't lift it, God, 
I'm not going to be able to do anything with it. He understands his ability and strength. He believes in it. That's why he had to go ask for permission. And we get around here, and we won't ask God for permission for certain things. We go in our own power, our own might. And yes, he has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and to call those things that be not as though they are. But the supreme permission has to come from the supreme, all-knowing, loving God. And what's so good about it, he rests in us. He lives in us. He abides in us. And so we can tap into that. Everything, it's not necessarily a verbal conversation. It's a connection with the Spirit of God within you that causes you to do the things that God says for you to do. Authority in your territory. And so the lesson to learn is that Satan is so, look, look, he wanted Job because he had something. He wanted Job because he knew that God had blessed him. He wanted Job because Job could show the people how to act. Job could show the people how to live for God. Job was upright, and he had a status that God loved. And so he had to get to that person in order to turn him around. It would then turn others around where they didn't believe in God. And so you wonder why Satan is after you. It is because you have Something that God has given you that Satan once had and no longer has. And so if he thinks he can get to you, he disrupts your life, tries to interject in your life in a way seemingly and unseemingly. Y'all know danger seen and unseen. He tries to do it when you know he may come and when you don't even think he's going to come. And he wants to come after you, your kingdom authority, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your strength, and your power in Jesus Christ. He wants to come after the truth. And when he comes after the truth, he comes because he knows that God has something special. He has his hand on your life. Even Satan trusts that. So why is it, and I had to ask myself this, why can't I trust God like that? Why can't I do for him like that, knowing that he already has, knows the outcome, knowing that his hand is already on my life, knowing that his power is within me, knowing that I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me, knowing that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper, knowing that I'm the head and not the tail, knowing that I have a rod in my hand, and when I sing the waters are to split, they will split, not for my glory, but for his glory. Why isn't it that I can't trust him enough to be able to lay down the things of this world in order to do what he says, why can't I understand his dunamis power, his power that supersedes any power on this earth? And why can't I tell that lost 
soul that seem like they're devil worshipers and let me and let them know that Jesus is the true and living God. How come I can't trust him enough to know that if I pay my tithes, he will cover the rest of my money? How come I can't trust him enough to know that if I'm obedient to my leader, which I haven't always been, I try to do that in pockets, but when I'm obedient to my leader, that God will take care of me and my leader if my leader is not subjected to God. Now, let me help you understand something. It is incredibly important to trust him to the level that even sweat, blood, and tears cannot stop us from the will of God, from going when he says, Abraham, 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 show that it didn't matter. The God promised it to me, but I still trust him with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the promise <laughs> I'm not gonna put the promise over the person that gave the promise. There's no way that I would put more trust in the promise than the person who gave the promise because if he gave me the promise, he can give me another. I'm trying to tell you I am learning in this season of my life that power belongs to God. And I don't have power unless he gives it to me. I don't have the strength unless he's in me. I don't have the ability unless I trust his ability within me. I can be reliable only when God's reliable in me and I allow him to work through me. It is incredibly important to understand what Satan has, what he teaches us every day. He don't even understand he's teaching us a lesson. Every time he comes up against us, oh, that should quicken our spirits and say, oh, oh, my goodness, let me learn. He has enough sense to understand God has his hand on my life. I'm just going to trust God, and I'm going to go ahead and start that business. I'm going to trust him. I'm just going to go ahead and give this money to this person. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to just go ahead and get up and pray every morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm just going to sacrifice my sleep. He gave me the sleep. Surely he can renew me. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you about my life. I I, I had to sacrifice some friends. Surely he can give me some new friends. My goodness, I had to sacrifice what I thought would help me to make him for and for depend on him to help me to make it. No, it don't look the way everyone says it should look, but it looks the way God intended to look for my life and for your life. It is important for us to trust God. Woo, my goodness. Listen, I want to be quick. I want to get off quick on this. This Satan teaches us a lesson. He, he's constantly teaching. And, and, you know, God's so great that he reveals mysteries that Satan don't even know. And so now I want you to understand God will continue to reveal the thing. You can't, you can't look at it too bad because you got to know when he's on your track, honey, God has something big and better for us when he's on our track. I'm telling you, my health may fail, but God is throwing up something even more in my life. I, my, I don't always feel the best, but when I go to him, he renews my strength. Let me tell y'all, every day, real quick testimony, every day he gives me strength that I don't even think I have when I wake up in the morning. The pain that may wrap my body, that keeps me up sometimes at night, God renews me, and in the morning, I still have enough. I still have enough rest and I still have enough relaxation to do what I need to do. I'm telling you, God is so powerful that even even in the impossible, he does it and makes it possible.
unstoppable. He's a great big God, and I wouldn't trade him for the world. I'm super glad introduced to Jesus, because when everything else fails, including me failing myself, God rises up and he shows me I'm, I'm still God and you're in my hands. I know the outcome. I've already laid out the plan. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to gamble on it. I got this. It's not a risk. It's not a risk. I've got this. And, 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 and when, when you think that Satan has the upper hand, you better look again. Oh, my goodness. When you think Satan has the upper hand, you better look again. And that's why I had to ask my, myself, do I really trust him? Because if I trusted him, why can't I forgive her over and over again? Why can't I forgive him even though they do it to me constantly? Why can't I still treat them with love? And God began to deal with me on this. I'm telling you, it is, it, it's going to be a paradigm shift for Christians throughout this world to show love. And, yes, there will be a lot of us falling by the way in the sense of we won't live through some of this stuff. It's not meant to, but to God be the glory because he already knows the outcome for your life. What you can't be afraid of is being being able to be used by God. It doesn't make a difference. It may not look the way people want it to look, and sure enough, there's going to be some people in the world that are going to talk about it. I don't care. The la- God has the final say. Hear me when I say Satan had to go to God and God had to give him permission. So God has the final say. And whether we like it or not, what he says, he's already ordained from the beginning for our end. And whatever our end is, he already said it was going to be from the beginning. We just didn't know. So we can't, we can't look at this thing with such demise and disappointment and discouragement. Oh, no. God, our supreme ruler of heaven and earth, the creator of everything, has already deemed it from the beginning. And since we weren't there in the beginning, no sense in us trying to question God. I'm talking to me. No sense in trying to question God about what he's doing and not doing what God says. Our own thinking, our own thinking fails us and causes separation from God. Let me tell you, we come up and we have things happen to us in the world, and because of that, we make it mean something that was not like God. But no, I'm telling you, God is about to fill in this gap and tell us, no, my children, you can't do it because that is not like me. It is not like what I sent Jesus to show you what it's supposed to look like. Surely you can use him as example. Oh, Father. And so there's a, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a lesson to be learned. Every knee shall bow, Woo! and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. There is a lesson that we have to learn. We have to trust God. Every word that comes from him, eat the whole roll. Don't eat half the roll because you may miss some nutrients. 
you may miss some great ingredients and you won't get the full flavor of it. And when you get the full flavor of it, then God has, oh, Lord, have mercy. Some of us can't even receive this. When you get the full flavor of God, I'm reminded of someone who at the end of, of his life began to say things I couldn't even understand. Matter of fact, I didn't like it. It didn't make sense to me, but it was so like God. And then he spent time with people that I didn't think he should spend with or others thought he shouldn't spend with, but it was so like God. And isn't that how they did Jesus? He spent time with people that they thought. I mean, we do the same thing. We, we Let's be real about this. We do the same thing. Oh, they shouldn't be going there. But if they didn't go there, how would the people know? Because they ain't coming to us. Oh, no, honey, they're not coming to us no more. And so when God says to go, it is incredibly important for us to go. It doesn't make a difference where it is. And so he began to do that and brought in people and brought in people and people said, oh, my God, I never experienced this kind of love and understanding when I had this experience with the church before. You know, whatever, we can talk about whatever. People have their experiences and whatever. Ever. I'm not concerned about that. What tonight, what I'm concerned about is the love of Jesus and doing what God says for us to do. And it's hard sometimes, saints of God. It's hard sometimes, people of God. It's hard sometimes just questioning God. It is hard sometimes, those who are questioning God, those who don't even know, those who don't believe. It's hard sometimes. I can't make it look pretty. It's not a pretty thing, but it's a real thing. And it's a God thing, and it's for his glory, and he's going to get the glory out of it. He's going to get the glory out of it. Job, 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 in the end, he lost a whole bunch of stuff, but in the end, he gained more than what he had. Why? Because he trusted God. Hear me, hear me. We can always take good people and look at things, but we can never take the bad. And I wanted to get that thing so you can see even Satan demonstrates a level of trust in God because if you got to go to you who you think is your enemy and get permission, baby, you really don't have the power you think you got and you recognize it. And so you go to that person, that that person who has all power. And G and Satan had to go had to go to God. Woo woo to get to the upright man. And that upright man served God. He trusted him even though he was even though he was attacked here, there, everywhere. I don't know how many people that can serve God through losing their whole family, all their kids, all their livelihood, and being talked about, and you still haven't done anything wrong. Who wouldn't serve a God that would then redeem you and make give you double, as they say, double for your trip? Who wouldn't serve a God like that? I'm telling you, every time I hear about that, I'm like, oh, God, if you can do it for Job, surely you can do it for me. Let me tell you something. He has done that and then more. There's no way I should have a house in 2019. There's no way I should have the car that I'm now driving. There is no way that I should have the job that I have. But because of God and his infinite power, I'm telling you, he has aligned my life and he's aligned things and everything's not perfect, but it is where God says I need to be at this point and has allowed me to be. And so I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, bless you, and we say yes to your will. God, help us to say yes in everything that we do. Help us to be all in, God, sold out completely, 
In Jesus' name, Lord God, I pray for that soul that is contemplating when, where, where, and how. When, where, what, and how, God. Who's contemplating, do I go? Is it your voice? Oh, God, you speak to them like only you can speak to them, Father. I pray, God, that we have willing hearts. I pray as a result of this message, Father, that someone will be able to turn to you and say, I'm all in. That we'll start working. And, God, we may not be all in as of tonight, tomorrow next week, next month, but Lord, let us progress and strive and work towards this thing until, God, you say it's over. And so, God, we pray as we journey through this and navigate through this time in our lives, Father, open up our understanding to know that you are the God of all. And since you're the God of all, we're all in with you. And I pray, God, for that soul that is so lost that they can't even comprehend this message, that they can't even understand, don't even want to understand. I pray for that soul right now. I pray, God, that you speak to them, soften their hearts, speak to their spirit, to the one that can't even stand this message. I say, God, you speak to them and show them your love in the name of Jesus. I thank you, and I declare glory as a result of of your revelatory power, your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining on tonight. It's such a privilege to be with each and every one of you. I do see you on, and I appreciate it. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. I want you to join me the next couple of weeks because we have Pastor Leah Britton back on. You guys saw her before. I believe it was sometime in September. And, and, and listen, share this episode with others. Share this. If it blessed you, if it showed you something, share it with someone else. Send a text to them with it. Put it on your Facebook page. Put it on any of your social media, your Instagram page. You tweet it. I don't care what you do. Tell them about what what's going on here. And so I want you to understand that I'm grateful for each and every one of you, but next week we're going to have Pastor Leah Britton on, on November 10th and November 17th. She's coming with two back-to-back messages. I'm excited because this girl is so filled. She is so filled with God's spirit that she is in tune to what God is doing in this time. And so next Sunday on the same saying Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated, Kingdom Empowerment Magazine on Blog Talk Radio. Please join us at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time and 9 o'clock p.m. and 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me say that again. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and that's Arizona time, and 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's always at 8 o'clock p.m. I'm your host, Reverend Dancy Jones-Morris. God bless you and stay with God. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.